Words matter. They can change the course of your day. Just listen. You are brave. You are stronger than you think. You have value, worth, and dignity. Don't you feel better already? Welcome to Speak Healing Words, the podcast. Join author and board-certified life coach Janelle Reardon as she opens a very important conversation about the power of our words. Hello and welcome to Speak Healing Words, the podcast. I am Janelle and I am going to be your host for the next few moments. I'm so happy that you have found your way here. I don't believe in coincidences. I believe in divine intervention. And I know that you have been led here for a very specific reason today. And I am so grateful to be with you. We have been moving through the nine practices of my newest book, Overcoming Hurtful Words, Rewrite Your Own Story. Today, we delve into the final practice, practice nine. But before we do that, the teacher and me, yes, I must review. So let's just go over the nine practices. They're divided into three different phases because there are three phases in the Heartlift Method. I'm the curator and the creator of the Heartlift Method. I like to say it is a fusion between counseling, life coaching, and spiritual direction practices and principles. As a life coach, I do a lot of counseling. I'm a non-licensed counselor in the state of Virginia currently, but I really, really love family systems and I love getting in and helping you become a heart lifter in the midst of your family. I truly believe that when there is one human being and I typically speak to the women in the group. But when there is one person in the center of a family committed to the threefold cord of emotional health and spiritual authenticity, a healthy sense of self, healthy behavior patterns, and healthy communication skills, this and this alone is a catalyst for creating a healthy, highly functioning, really happy, meaningful family. Now, I didn't say perfect because there is no such thing. But we practice healthy, healthy, healthy so that we can continue every day to make progress to being our healthiest selves and then our healthiest communities. I, I'm telling you, it works. It has been a life work in my own heart and life and family. And I am here as a testimony to the Heartlift Method. So part one, the first three phases of reflect. You look at your present pain. Why is this happening? So practice one is guard your heart. Because above all else, above all else, We must guard our affections, our heart, our mind, our emotions, our will, our intellect, because absolutely everything in life flows and is influenced by what's inside of our heart, Proverbs 4.23. That's the foundation upon which we stand in our Speak Healing Words community. Practice two, welcome God into the wise. So often we're told, don't ask why, but why is a gateway question. 
Why leads our hearts into the deeper truths, into a deeper sense of purpose and passion? We have our capacity expanded and we gain a very, very solid footing of resilience when we ask why. Practice three, choose healthy over unhealthy. This whole entire process, the heart lift method, where we bring our history of hurts into our present so that we can look at it, process it, pray over it, examine it, make sense of it, and then ultimately make peace with it so that we can move into our future freedom and our freedom in Christ. So the very first step is we have to begin by, like this is the ABCs of emotional language. I will choose healthy over unhealthy. So I frame the frame of all of this personal work is becoming so self-aware of the unhealthy ways in our life and then reframing them with the healthy. We move on to part two, which is reframe. We look at the past fault lines. Where is this coming from? We learn in practice four to pray through and stay with the process. It is a resilient It requires a resilient nature. Practice five, collect strength. We learned that rest, anapaiayu, in the Greek means to recover or collect strength. Practice six, wait for the peace that passes all understanding. And practice six, we sit. Oh, and boy, are we uncomfortable with, with sitting and being still and listening in the silence for the whispers of God. Part three, reauthor. Future freedom, will I ever, ever trust again? You know, when we've been through deep, heart-rifting, difficult, obstacle-laden circumstances and relationships and histories, family histories, it's really hard to trust again when you've been really hurt. But we look at it in practice seven and we embrace a teachable spirit. Because teachability is at the core, it is fundamental to living a meaningful life. If we're not malleable, if we do not come into every day going, Father God, teach me your ways, lead me, guide me, walk beside me. If we think we know it all or we close our hearts off, I'm not learning anything new. Oh no, I'll stay. I'm going to sit right here in my anger. I'm going to guard my grudge. Uh -uh, I'm not moving, not changing. Well, that's one of my client says, if nothing changes, nothing changes. In fact, it gets worse. Okay, so practice eight in reauthor, we move into take the leap and trust again. Oh yeah, we take apart that five letter elusive, intangible, often scary word, trust. Oh yeah, it's good. So make sure you listen to our last episode because we took a leap as I did out of a airplane from 15,000 feet so I could test my research materials that trusting in God is much like a free fall because we will get thrust out into the vast blue skies of the unknown. We will. Life will take the wind out of us. (laughs) So we've got to learn how to free fall at 120 miles per hour. And practice nine. Here we are. Oh, it's kind of bittersweet to say goodbye to our journey through overcoming hurtful words, but we'll come back. I'm sure of it. 
So practice nine is smile at your future. Smile at your future. If you have the book, I am on page 175, practice nine. The intention of practice nine, I will overcome hurtful words by smiling at the remarkable future in front of me. I start this practice, our final practice, with the beautiful words of an author that I love very much named Jerry Scazzaro. I've never been able to meet her, but I can't, but hope I can one day sit across the table from her and share a cup of coffee or tea and talk about emotional health. Jerry wrote a beautiful book and her husband wrote a beautiful books as well on the emotionally healthy church, the emotionally healthy woman. It's just a great, great ministry. She writes, if you don't take responsibility for living your God-given life, it will not get lived. Okay, I'm going to read this, this part again because this is the premise. This is what we're standing on today. If you don't take responsibility for living your God-given life, it will not, li- it will not get lived. There is no one else in the world like you. No one. Do you hear me? (laughs) One of the greatest ways you can honor and glorify God is through embracing your unrepeatable life. And I like to quote that beautiful Dr. Seuss quote that goes like this. Today you are you. That is truer than true. There is no one alive who is youer than you. No one. There is only one you. There's only one me. Many people might say hallelujah. Couldn't handle more than one Janelle on the planet. And this practice is so critical for me, actually, this whole book, because for so many years, I am, I just turned 59, so I'm on the cusp of a new decade. And I've lived, I want to say, hmm, I don't know, 80% of my life looking at other people and wanting to be other people or comparing myself to other people. I was just in a bookstore today and I wasn't on the bestseller, um, you know, that, uh, bookshelf. My, in fact, my book wasn't even in the, the bookstore. But I walked around and I thanked God that I've, I've been able to write and publish books that have helped people. I know it has. They've told me so. It may not be internationally renowned or on the New York Times bestseller list, although I would love it to be because that means it would have more influence. But for today, I'm right here and I I am me. Today, I am me. There's no one truer than truer than you or me. So today, we're going to celebrate our lives. Remember our Genesis 2-7 beginning when God made that decision to breathe his breath of life into our soul so that we would become a living being. Yes, he did. He he knew when he blew his breath into your being with divine purpose and capacity and potential and power, what he had for you to do. So today, keep that in the front of your mind, right there in that prefrontal cortex. And remember that there is no one truer than you. No, not one. 
You are the only one who can do what God has breathed his life purpose into you to do. Now, in Smile at Your Future, I took this practice from Proverbs 31.25. There is a woman at the end of this book of Proverbs that has been known through the centuries, and she's really gotten a bad rap, and I've talked about her before. She's not a real woman. She was actually um, the mother of King Lemuel, jotted this down as inspired utterance that this was a standard of excellence. She wanted her son Lemuel to look for a woman who had these qualities. So it was a standard. She wrote this standard bearer. And as I've shared before, when we, when you write a book, like all of the authors of the Bible, Paul and Mark and John and Luke, all of these men and women of the Bible, oh, men particularly penned the Bible, but when they wrote them, they wrote standards. Like when I wrote Overcoming Hurtful Words, I wrote a standard. I wrote what I wanted to live, who I wanted to be. Because I truly want to be a woman clothed in strength and dignity who smiles at her future, which is Proverbs 31.25. The Voice Bible says it this way, clothed in strength and dignity with nothing to fear. She, that's you, that's me, smiles when she thinks about the future. Hmm. And I write, I'm on page 178 in the book, that I, I like to call this woman a bridge. Years ago, I read these beautiful words from Oprah Winfrey. I am here, I'm sorry, I am where I am today, she writes, because of the bridges that I crossed. Harriet Tubman was a bridge. Sojourner Truth was a bridge. She proceeds to note all the women who served as bridges in her life. I love her choice of metaphor because bridges serve as a means of allowing passage across some obstacle. So the proverbial woman, fiction or not, standard or not, she showed up in my life at just the right time. It's funny how that happens, isn't it? And one day I was moseying down one of my, the aisles of my favorite retail therapy stores, and I saw this beautiful wall hanging, and it was shining like a masterpiece in an art gallery, an 18 by 24 inch chocolate brown canvas, and it had the proverbial wisdom scripted in ivory font, clothed in strength and dignity with nothing to fear. She smiles when she thinks about the future. Well, I had a moment right there. I stopped. I was writing the book. I was coming to the, what am I going to write and how am I going to close this book? And then all of a sudden, there it was. Ta-da! And I picked that baby up and I brought her home and I put her in a very significant spot in my home so I could stare at it. And I stood in front of it and I said, there it is. There is my prophetic footing for the rest of my life. It seized my heart. It became a deep, life-giving message. And it started the reauthoring of my negative narrative. If you've been following along or if you've read the book, you know in the beginning of the book, I was crossing a bridge and it was a 
definitely one of the darkest days of my life. I felt like, well, if I drove off the bridge, who would care? I had been so wounded by the words of a fellow female leader, friend, someone I thought I could trust. And it was a tipping point in my life and I just couldn't take any more. I had allowed people to speak so many negative things over me for so long. And it just served as my epiphany, my aha moment, my come to Jesus, pulled over the car offside the bridge and said, God, please help me. It was a, it was a significant moment in my life's journey that I will never forget because I said, you know, I just want to die. Part of me wants to die. And I heard the whisper of God say to me, good. I'm so glad you're ready to let go, Janelle, because part of you needs to die. Your need for approval and affirmation and applause, people pleasing, it needs to die. And as my Marine Corps father would say, yes, sir. I said, yes, sir, Jesus, let's go. Let's do this. Let's change. Let's transform me into your image. Let me reform and reframe and reauthor. I came back to my Genesis 2-7 beginning and found that Janelle that Jesus had breathed his life into. And I am here to say I'm a different woman today. I wouldn't even write this book. I wouldn't have, I, I couldn't pen a book like Overcoming Hurtful Words had I not been through the things I've been through in my life. So I'm grateful for them. I truly am. They're altars of hope. They're doors of opportunity because God has allowed me to experience such rich, deep transformation. And I am living into my freedom and I'm here for you too. I want you to experience, taste, live freedom because it is, it just feels so good. I love to say freedom looks good on you, girl. Freedom looks good on you. So Proverbs 31, 25, clothed in strength and dignity. Let's just take that apart because that's what this podcast is all about. Looking at the words within the word, words within the word. So dignity. When we look at it in the 1828 dictionary, it means true honor, nobleness or, okay, are you ready? Elevation of mind. Yes, I just said that. Elevation of mind, consisting in a high sense of propriety, truth, and justice with an abhorrence of mean and sinful actions, opposed to meanness. I'm going to say that again. Uh, It means opposed to meanness. When we look up elevation, because we always dig into the words within the word from the Latin elevatio, and if you remember our five-point, our five-step plan for overcoming hurtful words is whole, W-H-O-L-E, and the E is elevation of atmosphere. So we've talked about elevation before. It means the act of raising or conveying from a lower or deeper place to a higher. I always tell my clients, and if you ever meet one, they're going to go, she says it 500 times. I'm asking you to come up higher. And I'll hold my hand up way high. Because elevation 
A synonym for that in the spiritual realm would be maturity. I'm always asking myself to come up higher, and I'm asking my clients to come up higher, and now today I'm asking you to come up higher. Some might frame that as be the bigger person. My mama always taught me, be the bigger person. Oh, it's so hard. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. But we can do it. We can't do it alone. But because we're in a community, the Speak Healing Words community, we uphold one another. We are better and stronger together than we are alone. No healing takes place outside of community. And so that's why I'm so dedicated to you and to providing you with anything at all possible that will help you grow. Elevation in the, in the Hebrew, listen to this. It means an ornament, an adorning, a decoration, splendor, majesty. So we could say that when we're clothed, actually that's what clothed means, I'm sorry, not elevation, clothed. So if we say we're clothed in strength and dignity, it means we are ornamented in it. We are decorated with it. We are adorned with it. We're in the Christmas season and I am adorning and decorating and ornamenting my home. And all the little twinkle lights are my favorite part. So let's think of that. We're clothed in strength and dignity. God ornamented us to have this sense of honor, nobleness, elevation of mind. We, in our truest nature, are opposed to meanness. It's not part of God's character to be mean. We learn that in the genesis of unhealthy. It is Satan's nature to be mean and ugly and bully and oppress and depress and suppress and repress. But it's not in ours. Because you see, you and me, we are clothed in strength and dignity. And when we get up in the morning and we clothe ourselves in strength and dignity, then there's nothing to fear. We can smile at the future, no matter what comes to us in the day. So the proverbial woman then is one of our bridges. We're going to, she's gonna help us cross over into emotional health and spiritual maturity. We want to have these people in our lives who serve as our emotional bridges. Boy, we need one another, don't we? Cheryl is one of these women in my life. I want to share what this proverbial woman did for me at a time when I needed a bridge so desperately. One Sunday morning, we were moving through the crowded corridor uh, of church and my arm brushed hers. I looked up to see her smiling face. We'd spoken here and there, but never at any great length. You know the deal. Sunday mornings, everybody's rushing here and there at church, and it's a, it's not the most optimum time to develop or have deep, intimate relationships. It can happen, but typically it happens outside of church. Anyway, we passed by, we said our hellos, and then she turned back around. Janelle, can I talk to you for a minute? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. How are you? I hope you've had a great week. I said, thank you so much. She then asked, point blank, 
Would you be interested in going to Kenya to do a women's retreat for the mamas of the Joy Village? We've never done anything like this before, but we're thinking it's the right time. I can't think of anyone better to lead our first mama's retreat than you. What do you think? Well, I was stunned and over the moon happy, and I immediately exclaimed without even praying, asking my husband, or thinking about it for a second, yes, 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 I'd love to go. I had just had a major surgery six months prior to the day, and I write about that in Practice 9. And so I just, you know, I had thought, man, maybe my ministry's over, maybe I'll never speak again because my my surgery involved my esophagus, which is around your diaphragm, and I was really getting hoarse whenever I talked a lot. So you can read about it in the book. I don't want to take time now. But uh, she just said, Kenya's calling. And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh. And Kenya was calling, calling me to build the bridge of hope and healing that I'd said yes to at the beginning of my own heart lift journey, which I write about in the introduction and in practice one. At some point on your journey, through this book and through the heart lift method, have you whispered a yes to something way down deep in your heart? Something you thought might never happen. Today is your day to smile at your future, to write the first word of your new narrative, your prophetic footing. Maybe you could start it with this. God is calling. God is calling. So a few months later, we did indeed travel to Kenya with a nonprofit, Tree of Lives, powerful nonprofit that serves the Nazareth Hospital in Kenya and a Holy Family Center. Oh, so many beautiful, beautiful ministries. You can read all about it. Um, I can send you the link. So we took away these incredible mamas to a beautiful retreat place. And I really just had the most remarkable healing time of my life. I usually teach to very big crowds, but here 12 women sat under a tin roof in the pouring rain with a vase full of Kenyan roses in the center, multicolored plastic chairs around us, nothing fancy, stripped of all things fancy. But I'm telling you what, it was the one of the most profound, holy, powerful times of my life. And those Kenyan mamas became my bridges as well, because bridges help us become our best. They help us overcome the obstacles placed in our path so that we can become our very best self. These emotional bridges connect us to every necessary resource, and with them, we can cause cross over any any deep, dark, rifting valley in our lives and move forward into our God-breathed capacity. You see, our enemy, Satan, that unhealthy liar we talked about, attempts to keep us good woman down, doesn't he? But it backfires in his face because in his futile attempt, our united front is impossible to penetrate. When women gather, hear me here, when women gather in the indomitable, unstoppable, Unstoppable spirit of unity. The gates of hell cannot prevail. The more the enemy tries to push us down, the more we rise above and commit to becoming our best.
you know what? I'm going to stop here today because I want you to consider your future. I want you to cross an emotional bridge today. What have you been holding on to? When I went to Kenya, I was still, even though I'd experienced a tremendous amount of heart healing, I was still very oppressed and down on myself, mistrusting, scared to death. But I went anyway. I went scared, as Jessica Honiger in her book, Imperfect Courage, go scared. Do it afraid, Joyce Meyer says. And when I met those women and we sat under that tin roof in the pouring down rain, I found a deep, renewed sense of vigor and purpose. And I found my value, my worth, and my dignity again. And let me tell you, when you have your value, and when you know your value, I should say, when you know your worth, when you know your true honor, then you have an elevated mindset, that growth mindset we've talked about. You have an elevated mindset that quickly checks you when you start to compare, when you become jealous, when you have envy, when you start to guard a grudge, when you start to take on an offense. When you have that elevated mindset, which is what dignity means, remember, yes, true honor, opposed to meanness, you will be quickly checked because you are moving in your self-awareness now. You'll be quickly checked and you will remind yourself, oh, no, 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 no. That's my old narrative. I'm clothed in strength and dignity with nothing to fear. I can smile at my future because I have value, worth, and dignity. No one can take that away. Please know that today. Hear me again. You, my friend, have value, worth, and dignity. You have true honor. Move through your life now in freedom because freedom looks so good on you. I could go on, but I'm going to leave you there. So passionate about this. We will talk more next time. But until then, move in your freedom. Shine like a star. Have a good day. See you next time. Thanks for listening today. It was great having you here. For even more great content and conversation, please join the Speak Healing Words community at JanelleReardon.com.